Welcome to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelik. If you're struggling to stay ahead of your daily life challenges, you will want to listen close as Eva and her guests will help you address the most important priorities first. Now, here's your host, Eva Medelik. Hello, everyone. I'm Eva Medelik, and welcome to today's show. I'm so glad you are tuning in to listen. Now, my guest today, Susan Burrell, is the author of Live Your Empowered Life, a 30-day journey book. And she has a thought-provoking podcast called Empowering Chats with Susan. Now, Susan is a feisty Scorpio, even born with the red hair to back it up. I love that line, Susan, who has navigated life by learning how to listen within to that divine urge that keeps pointing her back in the direction of her life's purpose, even when she can't see the road. Susan has been counseling and supporting people and transforming from the inside out for over 25 years, and her methods are proven because she has lived this journey to empowerment. So welcome to the show today, Susan. So happy to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm 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 curious what the conversation will reveal today. You know, me too, because I I do I do geek out a little bit over the woo woo. I think I'm a, a closet woo person, <laughs> <laughs> and I peek outside of a closet every now and then. So tell our listeners a little bit about who you are as a person before we jump into who you do and your purpose in life. Um. Well, I'll just be straight up with you and the listeners. I'm a full-on woo, woo. And I guess I've been that way all my life, but, you know, I had to hide it. So um, so now I'm fully embracing who I am. I, I, I rec- highly recommend it to anybody listening. Um, but uh, you had mentioned that you lo- love dogs, Eva, and I have a dog. I have a Sheltie. She's in here with me. And she might want to join the conversation with a few barks because it's garbage day, you know, and so she's got to protect me from the garbage trucks. But yeah, so I, I, I'm just happy living my life with my dog and my current spouse. And, and my son just got married last weekend. My only child married Congratulations. a woman I absolutely adore. Yeah. Thank you. That was like amazing. And when I first met his, uh, my now daughter-in-law, I get to say that. Um, when I first met her, I, I really liked her. And I told her later, it's a good thing I liked you because I would have had to kill you if you <laughs> stayed with my son and I didn't like you. So, so it's a win-win for all of us. Really, yeah, really awesome. So I'm kind of in recovery from post-wedding stuff, you know. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'm an only child too. So yay to the only children out there. But it's funny because yeah. I have daughters and I will pay anybody to marry them and <laughs> take them away. <laughs> Peter, Jack the Ripper, meet my daughter. Oh, I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> they're grown and they're they're off the payroll and on their own, and one's engaged and one one I guess is um, looking for husband number two <laughs> two now. <laughs> That's how old they are. But well, tell us a little bit, and you know I'm really happy for for the the beautiful stuff happening in your family. But, you know, when it comes to helping folks, who do you help and what problems do you solve for them? Uh, Okay, that's a good question. Who do I help? And then what problems? So uh, 
I have been a spiritual teacher for close to 30 years. And mostly what I found is I tend to teach the thing I just learned. Right. So I don't let a lot of dust settle. I, I, I've always been that way because I'm so uh, intuitively curious, let's put it that way. And so basically, I, I, that's what I teach. So when I was learning how to meditate, I started a class on how to meditate. You know, When I was learning how to heal my life uh, from a 28-year marriage to uh, the father of my son, oh, I just didn't say the other words, um, I had to learn how to heal myself. And that, so, so my book that I wrote came out of all the things I did because I knew I had a second half of life and I wanted to be happy and I wanted to be free from my past and I wanted to find love again. And I learned well in, in partnership. You know, I, I need somebody to reflect back to me as I'm learning. So, um, so that's what I do, basically. So when I see clients, I'm currently not seeing any clients um, because I, I took 2021 off to do internal inner awareness healing and to drop really deep into my truth so that I can speak it. And that's what's occurring now. Um, but the people I generally draw to me are women going through contentious divorces because that's what happened to me. And um, so I gathered a whole bunch of skill sets, but also um, people that I could recommend to other women that are having issues, you know, like lawyers and accountants and stuff, all the stuff I didn't know when I was going through divorce. But the bigger piece for me was uh, really using my personal spiritual tools um, to come out clean from a, a, a nasty divorce. And, and that's what all went into uh, my book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-day journey. It's all tried and true stuff um, and exercises. It's a workbook. It's, you, don't get, you don't read it and come out with a cosmic gem that you go, oh, this is who I am now. No, because I, I really believe you got to do the inner work in order to find yourself because we live a life that's covered up over most of us. Uh, with so much garbage, whether it's from the news or social media or what our parents taught us or what our great grandmother said to us one time, you know, so uh, learning, I had to clear that stuff. I had to do that. And 2021 was more clearing, you know, in preparation for my son getting married. I had to get all that stuff out of my head, out of my heart, out of my body, physical body, because um <clears throat> Oh, I'm just going to say this, Eva. See, I'm talking my truth. So uh, we're so I really know to be true that we are all energetic beings. And when we listen within our heart system, not our head, because the head is the thing that plans everything, your to-do list, your whatever, I'm goals. But when we listen to our heart, that's the inner guidance system, right? And um, because we're energetic beings, when you've been in... Uh, a negative experience, a trauma, traumatic experience, uh, that those traumas, or even if you were you, your family of origin was traumatic for you, those traumas download into our physical body energetically. And if it's not looked at, 
excavated, you know, released, then those uh, emotional traumas that have downloaded into the physical body begin to outpicture as disease because the whole purpose, I believe, of being here on planet Earth is to have experiences so we learn and grow and evolve as uh, a spiritual being. And if we don't pay attention to that, then all sorts of stuff shows up to continue to try and get our attention. So, uh, well, talk yeah. to me about the, your question. The, the 30 days though. I mean, cause I, I, he- I hear a lot in all of this and um, are, are you a therapist? I mean, you know, what credential, not credentials, but how did you get qualified to help other people um, learn what they need to get rid of and how to get rid of it? All of the, you know, the high colonic uh, of life. <laughs> well, I, uh, I have a master's degree in consciousness. And what okay. that means for every, because A, you can't master consciousness. I mean, really, come on. But uh, what it means is I studied psychology, philosophies, quantum physics, uh, all sorts of spiritual uh, pathways. Um, like I studied the Upanishads, I studied Buddhism, I studied everything. To, and I developed my skill set from all of that study. It was a four-year intensive program. And out of it, um, I was also already teaching uh, spiritual practices, spiritual principles. Um, and lots of people come to me because they want to have a spiritual practice. And, and the 30-day tag on the book, a 30-day journey, is my intention. I'm, I only work with people who, this is going to sound a little snotty, but I only work with people who are willing to do the work because we all that are makes here sense. To- I mean, you don't want to really expend energy into someone who is not willing to get a result. Exhausting. It is as, as an empath and an intuitive that can be exhausting and draining. Um, so I put 30 days on it, but I know I've had people, uh, one of my clients did work the book. It took her, you know, 45 days. And because sometimes there's, there's, I, I call people on their stuff, you know, and, and, the first piece of finding what kind of empowerment you want to live as um, you've got to look at your stuff. You've got to look at the garbage that has either downloaded energetically or the belief systems and, and really take them out one by one or all together. So I uh, do, I wanted intention was that if everybody did a, a, a single practice every day, whether it's journaling or EFT tapping, or um, working in affirmation, or contemplating, are they empowered? And what would it look like, you know, and, and things like that. I wanted somebody, I wanted people to have it consistently, every day for 30 days, because what we know, it's been proven, mm-hmm. it le- takes at least 21 days to change a habit, right? So if you do something consistently every day, then that habit will either change or download or, or whatever. It, does, it doesn't happen by magic. And uh, so to do it consistently. And the big thing that I didn't realize, but people are telling me they've developed their own personal daily spiritual practice, having worked the book. And then there's all sorts of um, 
videos that I did with that are guided meditations to support people because I'm a big believer in support groups. I've always had a support group running whatever phase of life I've been in. And because I think it's important for people to be seen and heard by other like-minded people. So just to be clear, when we talk about the problems you solve, am I correct in saying that you are solving the problem, I'm trying to word this right, of people who um, are carrying a lot of stuff, if you will, from their their past experiences, early life experiences, or even current life experiences that are maybe weighing them down or impeding them from, you know, creating their best life. I mean, you know, who, who comes to you? I know you said divorced people Mostly going to just divorce women. Right. What, what is their main struggle or challenge that they need your help with? Most, most women, doesn't matter where you grew up, um, most women do not feel empowered from the inside out. They may feel empowered because they've become a CFO of a company, or they may feel empowered because they married a really rich guy, or do you see what I'm saying? But most women do not feel valued because we culturally, for eons, centuries, women were not valued. They were chattel. They were sold. They were bought. They were, they were the, you know, the, uh, every good man has, has a good woman behind him or, you know, all that garbage. And um, we are now in the energy of the divine feminine, not the divine masculine had us for a while. And a lot of things grew out of that, like cities and countries and politics. <laughs> but um, the divine feminine has now downloaded and is reclaiming a lot or eat or moving us forward now out of that the 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 patriarchal ide ideology that there's one person at the top and everybody else are the worker bees or us against them or right and wrong so are you finding larger... are you finding a certain uh women of a certain age are struggling more than the younger generation because when i hear you um talk about most women not feeling empowered a lot of it has to do with the generation they're growing growing up in as well. And, um, you know, I noticed a difference in different generations that um, are, are feeling more empowered. I mean, other than what was it? Not the civil rights, the women's rights movement of the 70s and all that. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. there's still, I would say, a, an age group of women that are still struggling with some of the constraints of the patriarchal society in the past and what mom and grandma told you your role was and, you know, learning home economics in school and all of that. So what is the age group that you are mostly seeing coming to you for support? Again, it's reflective of the, um, I agree with you, Eva, that the younger generation isn't as internally um, influenced by uh, generational belief systems. Um, they're, they're more independent. And in fact, the, the, the even younger ones 
are coming in with a brain chip already installed that they are valued and loved and cherished and they're going to make their own way. We've just, my generation, I work with those people of my generation where we weren't taught how to love ourselves or respect ourselves or value ourselves and how to bring that quality back into our lives. Some For some women, it's for the first time. I, I had a client who was married 34 years to a narcissist and she's been in divorce for eight and she still doesn't trust herself to make good choices. She doesn't love herself. It took her a, halfway through divorce to, to get her own checking account. Uh, you know, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's interesting because, you know, I'm of, of your generation for sure. I mean, and I, I tell everybody all the time I'm, I'm 62 and I grew up with a, a mom who, you know, even though she worked outside the house, it was extra and she was quote unquote housewifey, if you will. And um, I always knew deep down inside that my path would be different. It, it's really, really interesting how, um, you know, seeing that behavior role modeled for me and, you know, my mom deferring to my dad all the time. And even now my dad's 90 and I hear him talk about, he was a cop and he talks about, you know, the police force went downhill when they added women to it. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, daddy, you're 90. And uh, <laughs> so there, there's a little, all of that life is, yeah, times are changing. And so, you know, I, I think, I have a hard time believing it's, well, I, I think we, you know, as, as being conscious, being of choice, we really have to look at, um, you know, our inner desires as well. But why don't we take a short break? Because when we come back, I really want to talk with you about what empowerment actually is. You know, it's talked about all the time, and I would love for us to get on the same page of what it looks like and what it means to be empowered. So we'll be right back. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it www.evamedelec.com slash quiz. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition, not something you have. Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now. This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships. www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? 
Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. Welcome back, everyone. I am here with Susan Burrell, an intuitive healer and spiritual guide. So, Susan, before the break, we talked about getting clear on what empowerment is. So I want to hear how you view empowerment in the people that you serve. Uh, Okay, so I think empowerment is an individual, um, unique expression that the individual has to become consciously aware of themselves. And so empowerment can, it looks different to so many different people. You know, you could just see it on television with certain shows that gain popularity and young girls start to emulate those people on the show because they think that's power or and they want to feel empowered. Right. I think you know who I'm talking about anyway. um, But for because it's a unique inner, you know, a unique expression for me empowerment is really having uh and i have to work at this all the time eva but really developing my own self-esteem my own level of self-esteem which i didn't i didn't have i was like um i went i got married at 25 and i really didn't know who i was and i thought that my husband was you know if he loved me enough i would be enough i i didn't realize that i had not up until 25 developed any inner self-esteem inner i'm curious you know, what year what year did you get married 85 1985 oh you and i are the exact same age because i was 25 in 1985 and i got married september 15th 1985 yeah, yeah. and i'll be 63 in two days so oh, happy um, early birthday. Happy early thank birthday. You, thank but, you. Um, but um but yeah, through, I mean to wake up getting, one day it is at I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, honey. Go ahead. Okay, so this is this so the women you asked earlier what are the women who are the women that I work with? I think that and we were talking about it could be a generational low self-esteem, not feeling valued. I think it's also taught in the home. So, and you were sharing how your mom uh, also worked out of the house and how it defined you, began to define you. And my mom was a housewife. And I, and growing up in the women's movement, right, where all those women were making huge cracking ceilings, right, right and left. um, I always thought I'd be this, uh, you know, success. Well, at first I thought I'd be a a successful actress. But then I got married and all of a sudden I was supporting him in whatever he wanted to do. So I was waiting table. I was working two jobs, you know, seven days a week sometimes because I hadn't realized the person I married. And there, that right there, I was a target for not having enough esteem developed to understand that I had fallen for uh, a narcissist heavy duty and a lot of women a lot of women are really um finding themselves entangled with uh, a narcissistic partner in in one way or another and i and i found that you know there's two schools of thought on that in my 
brain and my brain cell that either narcissism has become the term du jour, if you will, or um, we're just, you know, some people just really ended up with people that are just, you know, not so nice and have been skilled at gaslighting. Um, yes. It, if you have not. Relationships for years. Yeah. If you have not experienced a, a narcissistic relationship in your life, and in my case, my mom was that, and I didn't know it. So I'd already been well-trained by the time I, I got to my husband, you know, first husband. And, um, and I stayed 28 years. That's how gaslighted and twisted and um, it, it's, it's astounding. And, 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 I encourage people to read. There's a really good book by um, Debbie Moretz, I think is how you say her name. Anyway, she she wrote a book called The Passive Aggressive, The Covert Passive Aggressive Narcissist. And uh, I was interviewing somebody on my show, and this woman had read that book and started explaining what a narcissist is. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, that that was me. I was involved with that person. I understand that totally. But if you haven't experienced it, it's really hard to comprehend because it's such a subtle, um, debilitating, emotionally traumatic. Most women come out of, and men too, uh, but I can only speak for to women, come out of those kinds of situations with PTSD. You know, and, and it takes a lot of inner work to begin to trust that you can make good decisions, empowered decisions, because uh, narcissists will disempower you. That's how they, they suck your energy. That's how they live. They, they want to make, we just experienced somebody like that in the White House, holy moly. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mentioned that I have two daughters and, um, you know, my younger daughter was subject to the narcissistic abuse of her older sister. And it was something that I didn't fully realize narcissism and about it until, you know, my daughter got to a certain age and was, you know, gaslighting me. And, you know, it was really something that, and so I started, I went to, to Dr. Google who diagnoses everything and looked up the definition of narcissistic personality disorder, actually. Yeah. And I remember reading it to my younger daughter and we were like, oh my God. <laughs> this is it's like the light bulb goes off. And so there's so many situations where you can experience narcissistic abuse, narcissistic behavior, whether it's with a boss, an employee, employee with, with friends and um, with other um, people in your life that it's really important, I think, for people to um, be aware of it and um and recognize it even if we weren't in particularly intimate relationships you will on um in our lives so you know it just made me think so sorry i'm like stuttering a lot around a little bit but it made me think about so many other ways that we need to take our power back and so when you say empowerment i, I feel it it could be finding your power taking Taking your power back, um, feeling that you can make decisions and not have them be questioned or doubted or doubt yourself, finding that self-esteem that could leave you with PT, P, 
PTSD, if you've been in a, a relationships that stripped you of your power, right? I consider myself very empowered now and I still have triggers, you know, and with my son getting married recently, you know, I had to do a lot of inner to stand in my power because I was around my ex-husband for three days to stand in my power and be me who I am, not who he made me become or influenced me on. So empower uh, for me, I, I w- when I was doing this journey coming through and, and then out of my divorce, I kind of, I, I like to take uh, words and then um, I forget what the name of it is a- acronym, I guess. Um, so I took the word empower and, and this is, and I came up with E is for esteem. M is for movement because you've got to move from who you thought you were to who you are now. Right. Besides physical. P is for purpose. What is developing your life purpose again? Watching uh, where you maybe forgot the purpose of why you're here on planet Earth and how we're here to serve. Um, o, o, I decided, was for ownership, claiming my ownership, ownership of my body, my mind, all of that. W was for wonder because when I went into divorce, I, I didn't have any wonder. I wasn't, I, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted. I had girlfriends take me out for a glass of wine and they'd say, well, what makes you happy? I had no friggin' clue. I don't know what makes me happy. So, um, so wonder is in there. And, and then this other for empower, right? There's two E's. Esteem is the first one. The last one is emancipation. When I was meditating on how do I empower myself? I literally, even this happens to me, I, I, I straight up at the beginning, I said, I am fully woo now. I remember contemplating emancipation and I suddenly felt my ex-husband had both my ankles energetically shackled. It, it took all my effort over many years to break that energy shackle that he had on me and I allowed for 28 years. So to emancipate ourselves, from our inner belief systems that keep us, that hold us back. And then the R was to realize the truth of my being. Realize that I am a spiritual being. I am leader. I lead from my inner sense of oneness, inner conscious awareness that that we're all one. And I lead from a high frequency of love. And this is who I am now. Took me... 60 years to get to this is who I am now, right? And finally get to live this part. But hey, you know, we all get to to the um, aha moments eventually, right? Where our consciousness wakes up from within and we go, oh. And for some women, it takes uh, raising a family and having the kids leave. And then they're left with no doing this. So then they get to redefine themselves and become more of a being more. I I am this and I'm going to be more of that. In my case, it just was becoming more woo. So what, what does it look like when these women are not empowered or don't feel empowered? I mean, what, what are some of the things that it, it causes and how does the struggle manifest outwardly? 
um, several divorces, either there's several divorces or they stay in a toxic relationship like my one client for over 30 years. Um, that's what it looks like. But it also looks like um, doing so much. Let me go be do this stuff in a job or um, or with your kids that, 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 you know, you got their kids in every single event that you could because you, it's it's too much to sit down with yourself sometimes it's scary it's scary stuff i i know because i i had to do it but to sit down with yourself and go wow i i i'm not happy i'm not i don't like myself i i don't know even how to love myself do i love myself you know those questions so when some of these women come in there's this whole um facade going on uh, I'm okay. See, I'm okay because I'm holding a job or I'm okay because I got my lawyer working on it. I'm okay. You know, and basically that's, that's just, um, I'm seeing like, you know, putting on paper mache when you were a kid and we did paper mache products, you know, projects. It's just like packing oh yourself. Oh my God, you just brought back so some memories of being a Girl Scout. You right? just brought back some memories yes, of being a Girl yes. Scout, right? But how is the fear? Like what is the fear that is predominant when you are in a relationship that doesn't allow your inner power to, to come out and be realized. I think the biggest fear for some of these women, it was for me is if I, if I left my, if I left that relationship when I intuitively knew it was bad for me. And that was like year two, I stayed 28 years. If I had into, if I had listened to my intuition and followed my gut, followed my truth, um, the biggest fear is uh, for many women is I won't have enough money. To t I can't take care of myself because she's been told she can't take care of herself. Um, I'll be alone. Set, women of a certain age, they hit that place. If I'm never going to meet anybody, I, I have a couple of friends that they're, they're never. They want to meet somebody. They want to have a new relationship but they're never going to meet somebody. So um, it, it's it basically it boils down to fear. Fear I, of I'm not good enough, fear he was right, fear of um, being abandoned. You know, lots of people that don't have self-worth also have a, a, a parallel band, if you will, of uh, feeling like they're going to be abandoned at any point. So, um, I really believe that we are all here to live our best life, but to live it from the inside out. And I mean by living it from being connected to the to the divine spark that each of us is, doesn't matter where we live on planet Earth or what we do, we all are an absolute piece of something so much bigger and indescribable. And when we can get all that other garbage out, the fear, the anger, whatever, then we get to find ourselves, the truth of our being. And then we can live from a place of feeling empowered and connected as opposed to disenfranchised, unconnected. And we in America have been watching this disenfranchisement happen for way too long. You know, it sounds hard. <laughs> I have to be honest with you, especially when you've been in this pattern for so many years, it sounds really hard to break the cycle, if you will, and especially living in today's times where we're just threatened on, on all, 
all front. So let's jump to a break. And I want to talk about your, your process, if you will, of guiding people intuitively, because I know we, we talked um, earlier about uh, your intuition, your, your spiritual guide, but let's just talk about the process of unraveling, if you will, unpacking, unclogging uh, all of these feelings and ideas that we have about ourselves that are keeping us from living uh, our best life and being fully empowered. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition, not something you have. Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now. This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships. www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it. www.evamedelec.com slash quiz. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. Okay, we are back with Susan Burrell talking about empowerment. Susan, I'm, I'm curious about the work that you do and how you work. How does your work differ from that of working with a therapist? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a therapist, uh, although I have skill sets uh, that help people uh, see themselves better. Um, from intuition. Uh, so every single session is completely different. There's no, like you come to me and we're going to talk for 50 minutes and then, you know, you pay me goodbye. It, my intention is to work energetically, intuitively with the individual. So we can find where those blocked, um, emotions are in their mental, physical and emotional bodies. Uh, so often listening on like three different levels, it, it sounds, well, I, I'm straight up woo. I listen on three different levels. And oftentimes when a person comes 
to me, like when you go into therapy, it takes weeks for the individual to figure out why they're behaving the way they are or reacting the way they are or because there's just ongoing conversation. I cut through that because uh, I'm all about let's just get to the the meat. And um, so somebody will be telling me their story. I allow my clients to tell me their story mm, a maximum of maybe three times, uh, whether it's in the same session or over the course of a few weeks, because the story that we tell ourselves is really uh, this is what happened. He did me wrong, or this is what what happened in my family of origin, or blah blah blah. The more we tell the story, the more it stays true. And if people really want to change, you got to stop telling the story. You got to stop saying the same thing over and over again, um, because all it does is it continues your your brain hears your voice as you're telling the story and it downloads it again you know so like you know uh we have neural synapses in our brain those neural synapses will create a a groove in the brain that runs on the same line so if you think you're not if you think you're worthless it goes back and forth back and forth back and forth and the only way to change that neural synapse is to change the story is to stop wiring it on the negative side and put in and focus on the positive side. You know, this is why some teachers talk about you need to focus on what you're grateful for. What you're grateful for is a good catalyst for some people. I find journaling the story out is even better. And it's not so you can then read it again and go, yeah, remember he was such an ass. Uh, It's to get it out of your head because... Like a brain, like a brain dump, if I'm hearing you right. correctly. But right. but here's a, here's my question to you before we move on, because you just said the more we tell the story, the more it stays true. And there are certain facts to stories that are being shared. You know, if he said da 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 da, it's a true story. He said da 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 da. How do you? Yes, you know, I understand gratitude. I understand the brain dump and all of that. But, you know, when we talk about Dragnet and we're we're just sharing the facts of the story with you, how much of how you work actually, and I, I want to say this in the right way, so I'll just say it, you know, you don't want the person to think, they're crazy and the story is not true. That's what they've been gaslit about their whole lives anyway. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, so often what happens is the emotion stays stuck in our bodies, right? Uh, as, as an energy. Um, and the more we repeat the story, it's not that it's not true. It's just not who you are anymore because here's, here's a, here's a spiritual truth. Um, okay. So principle, spiritual principle is not based on precedent. So in every minute, we individually have an opportunity to uplift ourselves, to change our mind. To This is freedom of choice. Um, we can choose a different track. We can follow a different uh, way of living. Um, but we have to make the conscious choice. Um, and you mentioned that earlier, a conscious being of choice. We are, we, 
we are, and we're choosing all the time. We just are unconscious about what we're choosing. So when we are running that story, which we're, we're hoping we're going to gather all the sympathy we can get, right? I just, I see this all the time. Don't you feel sorry for, well, you feel sorry for you. So when are you going to stop feeling sorry for you? Right. And, and the way you can stop feeling sorry for you is by making, waking up and making a conscious decision to no longer rewind the story. It's like, you know, in, in our day, Eva, when we had um, t- cassette tapes, remember those days? <laughs> and, and, yes, and I do. Rewind the cassette <laughs> so you can hear that song you love again because you want to hear it again and again and again. Well, what happens is all you're doing is hearing the old over and over again and 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 because we are conscious beings of choice in every moment we can choose more better we can choose different we get we are co-creators with an infinite presence that is always saying yes to us and so if we're saying oh my god he did this to me the the universe says yes and if you say oh my god i want more love in my life the universe says yes because the other thing I know to be true is um, there is a, a spiritual law, many of them. So this is stuff that you can't see and touch everybody except for you can activate it and utilize it, right? So that, it, that I call the law of circulation. So what you give out back to you. So if you're giving out anger and hatred and fear, All you're going to see and experience is anger, hatred, and fear. So in order to be a conscious being of choice, I'm using your phrase again, you have got to open yourself to change. You've got, you used the word before we went on break, unclog. How do I unclog my clients? I love that. I'm going to use that more because the, the unclogging is recognizing where I've got so much down my sink that it's backing up right that we all have experienced it the backup and and do you want to keep looking at the gunk that really should just go down the drain go away right or or you know and once you can let it go away unclog your mental emotional and physical bodies then more love flows in you what you want to choose to have more of in my case Knowing I want, I had a second half of life, I wanted to have an experience of love. My mantra was I wanted to be free, I wanted to be happy, and I wanted to love more than I ever have in my life. And that's where I live now. That, to me, is empowerment. Um, and I have to work at it. I, I, that's why I have a daily spiritual practice. I have to work at it. Uh, yeah. as and language matters. Do. Language, language matters that, you know i learned that again, the, what the, comes out the of your hard mouth way goes into your head yeah i mean there's that saying that i wish i was as fat as i was when i first started saying i was fat you know <laughs> language does matter and you know and I, I i make light of it that way but it's important to you know if you're going to tell a story make it a good story you know, make it a story of what you want to bring into your life, what you want to manifest, what has to happen, because, you know, we've all had things happen for us, 
that we look at as happening to us. And if we can even, like the great Dr. Wayne Dyer says, if we can change the way we look at things, the things we look at will change. Look at it as, you know, the the pressure that was put on coal to create a diamond, if you will. And, mm-hmm. you know, and and shine your brilliance, be that sparkling diamond, because you went through that pressure for something. And yes, you can and choose. And the people that stay, right, and the people that stay stuck, and in unhappiness, in fear, in anger, in resentment, are the ones that aren't allowing that horrific experience. That, well, they're allowing the horrific experience to define them. And the truth is, it does define us. How, but it's just, what is your choice of how you want to uh, react and express from it? Do you want to keep wonking, stomping around? in anger, fear, doubt, all that stuff? Or do you want to have a higher level, a higher frequency of um, of love and peace and joy in your life? And if you're choosing that, the, the, the old, the old um, garbage will surface because it, it will always be uh, a, not a test, but it'll, it comes up. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the, what you think is, like a seed that you plant in your garden, right? You plant this thing in your garden. And um, if you're planting negativity, that's all you're going to reap. That's what's going to grow. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You reap what you sow. That's all throughout the Bible, right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But the other thing is if you're intentional, consciously choosing what you're going to plant in your garden, then, uh, then that will that will also grow because I said earlier the universe always says yes. But the other thing is that some of the garbage will will come up again. But it's like weeds in a garden when you, when you know when you're going through the growth period, weeds right. will come up. And yeah, the growth you think you, think really you pulled them out, and that darn weed will like darn it, yep. <laughs> it's back again. But then you go back and and you pull that one oh. out, and pretty soon the weeds are less. Yeah. You know? If you don't tend your garden, you'll be choked with weeds. It's the same in your thinking. If you do not tend to what you're thinking about, what you're choosing to focus on, then it will be a garden full of weeds choking you to death. You know, I have a really beautiful garden. (laughs) Uh, I understand why you don't work with people who are not willing to tend their garden, if you will. Because this this stuff ain't easy. It's not easy to um, to purge, if you will. It's dirty work. It's one of the reasons why I hire a gardener, literally, because I don't want to do it myself. And when I do get it's out, hard there, work. My back starts to hurt. I don't mm-hmm. like. No, I don't want to do. I I love planting, but I don't like tending it afterwards. And you know, just looking at that metaphorically, you've got to be willing to to get dirty and down and dirty and on your hands and knees and your back is going to break and hurt. And, but look at the beautiful garden that you have once you, once you tend to it. So this has been such an exciting conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I want to ask you this with everything that you do and how you help. And I know you took some time off to really dive deeper into your own personal journey. What matters most to you? What matters most to me is 
being love, seeing love, and serving others with love. That's what matters most to me. And how can folks get in touch with you? Oh, I'd love it. Um, you can go to my website, Susan Burrell, B-U-R-R-E-L-L.com, and you can find my book there. Uh, you can find, uh, I do guided meditations during pandemic. I did a, a weekly guided meditation. They are now on an app called Insight Timer. And so you can go to my website, click on Insight Timer, and it takes you right to my meditations. But also I have podcasts, um, Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell, and you can find those. Everything is on my website. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for the work that you do helping empower these amazing women to really start to shine and sparkle, especially at this time in our lives. I feel that, you know, you know, I was dreading turning 60, actually, not so much 50 and not so much 40. 30 was rough, but 60 was just like, eh. What do I expect? But I'm loving every second of it. I'm loving what I get to create, how I still get to contribute. So thank you for sharing with us. And so if any of you are out there needing help with um, shining your brightness and being empowered, get in touch with Susan. I want to thank all of you for listening. I'm really grateful that you are finding something for yourselves in our show. And I hope you'll find the time to join us again next week. And as usual, I want to leave you with a quote. This one is from Nathaniel Hawthorne from The Marble Fawn. Time flies over us, but leaves its shadow behind. So until next time, everybody, bye for now. Thanks for listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelec. We hope we've been able to inspire you with today's show to take control of your own life and focus on the win. What's important now? Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.